truly when you can confidently speak to the how of your programs that you will confidently sell them. Because yes, it's great. Don't don't and don't get me wrong. It is great to be so freaking clear on your A to B of your program, program, your product, your service, the transformation that you are getting your clients. But if you doubt the how you get your clients there, your clients doubt you. And with doubt creates a lack of confidence. And without confidence, there is no sale. Welcome to the Woke and Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Kwasney, intuitive business coach and spiritual junkie. Woke and Worthy is an experience to help you remember who the fuck you are before who you were taught to be. Each week, we are diving into all things mindset, business, money, and manifestation. From the meltdowns to the mountaintops, we don't spare any details on the roller coaster ride of being an entrepreneur. My goal is to help you navigate the seasons of life and business. It's time to awaken your soul to the gifts within you so you can reclaim what is already yours. Here, we are unapologetically relentless in our pursuit to build badass businesses and even better lives. If you're ready for your weekly dose of the woo and the wealth, let's dive in. Hi loves and welcome back to this week's episode of the Woke and Worthy podcast. Now today we are diving into all things niching. Kai, we are. But more so on the standpoint of, on the stance rather, sorry, of the misconceptions of niching down. Because if you are somebody who has been in the entrepreneurial space for any given time, I am sure that you are well aware that you have been inundated with the messaging of the importance of needing to niche down, needing to niche down, being so specific, so clear on who it is that you serve. And yes, I wholeheartedly agree on that. So please know that this is not me saying that, nope, you don't need to niche down because when you do niche down, it will drastically change not only how easy your business gets to be because you are going to be so clear, you're gonna be so specific, you are gonna be so certain on who it is that you serve and your messaging to reach them. And when you can do that, that's what makes things easy because your business becomes easier, content becomes easier, and you get people bought into your messaging that much quicker. And this is exactly the way that I was able to generate over $95,000 for my business in my content alone. Just let that sink in for a second. That wasn't me spending hours of doing engagement or messaging people in the DMs, but I can trace back over $95,000 that have come specifically from my posts, my reels, or my live trainings. Okay, that is the power of niching down. But the problem begins in, quite honestly, kind of the unfortunate ways that, I'm gonna say some coaches, some coaches, some business mentors are still marketing towards for niching down, okay? 
again, we all understand the importance of niching. And if you've been in the space for any time, like I had already mentioned, we've probably already heard that the niche is in, niches are in the riches. How if we try to talk to everyone, we end up talking to no one, which is true. It really is true. But there's also this battle, especially with spiritual entrepreneurs in general. And I don't want to just discredit, I don't want to discredit people who aren't spiritual entrepreneurs because I feel like this is a very common occurrence in, in any industry. But we confuse ourselves with the way in which we're supposed to niche down or we know that we have such a big mission, such a big impact that we are here to create that the thought of niching down, we're like, no, why the hell would I do that? Then I'm counting out the certain people that could come to me. Like if I only narrow down to this one small group, then all of the other people aren't going to hear my message and they're not going to want to work with me because I'm deliberately signaling them out and so they're going to go away and they're going to go to somebody else and then somebody else is going to get their business and I'm not going to get their business when I definitely could get their business. Yes and no. And this actually is a really, really beautiful thing because when you can get so specific on your ideal client and who you want to serve and tailoring your message to them, This is when you start to weed through people and truly start to call in and connect with your dream clients. So if you've ever had instances in your business, in your industry where, and I've been in this place when I was in the beginning stages of my business too, where we we were just so excited to work with everyone and also putting the pressure on ourselves to whether you're in your business full time or not, but thinking, I just need clients. I just need clients. I need clients so I can leave this goddamn nine to five so I don't have to show up there and work anymore. That you feel like, oh, I'm just gonna take everybody on. I'm just gonna take everybody on. And when you do, you inherently call in the wrong people who take up so much of your time, so much of your energy who don't end up showing up for the programs, who don't get the transformations that you want, who you pour so much into and you don't understand why it's not working because they're not your dream clients. They are not who it is that you are meant to serve. Yes, there 100% is somebody out there who is meant to serve those people, but it's likely not you. And that's not a bad thing. And I know there can feel, again, like a lot of resistance to niching down because we feel like, well, if I'm only talking to this select amount of people, won't I only get a select amount of clients? And I would argue to say, no, that's not true. Because when you narrow down your messaging to be so specific you are also basically setting the definition for who you want to work with. Otherwise, you're kind of just casting this wide net thinking like, I'm just going to take anybody who's ready to come to me and it's I'll just figure it out along the way. And then like, again, some of those people end up being energy vampires. (laughs) And you're thinking, why? Why do I keep calling these clients in? Why? Where are the people that I want to work with? Where are the people that actually want to change their lives? Where are the people that are going to show up for themselves that I don't have to keep being on their ass about, right? And when you can be very, very clear about who it is that you want to serve, who are the people that you want to support to drastically changing their lives, 
That decisiveness, that clarity is almost like placing your order for the universe and saying, I will have 27 orders of this ideal client, please. The universe goes, okay, great. This I can work with. I can send these people to you. And then you market to them through your content. And when they read it, they go, oh my gosh, I feel like you wrote this post for me. This could have come from my journal exactly. That's really the power of niching down that you are missing out on. And those clients, if you don't do this exercise in this form. Now, again, a very outdated, very outdated way that we have been taught previously. And maybe maybe you've gone through this, maybe you haven't, maybe you've done little bits and pieces of this, but it is marketing to the demographics of your ideal client. So we've likely all been taught that, oh, you have to pick out what their name is and where do they live? How old are they? Are they married or single? Do they have kids or not? Do they have an education? How much money do they make? What do they do in their free time? What types of magazines do they do they read? What brands or stores do they shop at? Right? Like, to be quite honest, none of that matters at all. Absolutely not at all. And I would almost argue like those are some of those things are great things for you to share. Like what you do in your free time. If you if you have children and you're showing, oh, this is what it feels like to balance a business and have kids. This is how I make my health and wellness a priority while having children. Like that's a great connection point to build like and trust with your community because that's something that they can relate to. But what I have noticed for myself, and actually one of the women in the Awaken, this round of the Awaken Entrepreneur, we were talking about this and she was doing an exercise that was telling her to do this. And she said, I can't understand why I'm having so much resistance to it. Because when I think about it, I don't know what demographic I generally market to. And I don't want to do that. And you really never have to. Because the way in which I'm going to teach you today, the way in which I'm going to talk to you about today, you don't have to just signal down selectively to one person. You don't have to market to just women. You don't have to market to just men. You don't have to market to single moms. You don't have to market to just corporate women. Like we don't have to define it by the demographics because your ideal clients don't buy from a demographic standpoint. When you market to demographics, and this is likely why you are lacking, you could be lacking so much clarity in who you serve and in your programs as well too, because you are completely missing the human experience part of it. Meaning our emotions, our fears, our struggles, our desires, our wants. And that is the power when you can create everything from the foundation of that, that's your ticket to selling out your services. It truly, truly is. 
And so welcoming you to the new and improved, the niching down 2.0 version, we're saying fuck the demographics. See ya. Goodbye. Good riddance. You gone. Bye-bye. She gone, right? Done. Out the door. (laughs) And rather, what we want to really concentrate our time, our energy, and our intention to understanding about our ideal, ideal clients is the psychographics. Because when we focus on psychographics, this is really focus a focus on understanding our ideal client's emotions and values so that we can market more accurately to that. Okay? And really with this as well too, and why I don't like, again, who, who, when you're thinking about, oh, well, do I market to, again, do I work market to working moms? Do I market to single moms? Do I market to women in corporate with a side hustle and different things like that? We may, we may think because we are Marketing to, yeah, I know, I know exactly what she looks like. I know what she does during her day. I know how much money she makes. I know what she looks like. I have her name in my head. But then we don't understand how to convert anything about the person themselves to write content to get them to buy into what we are doing. So demographics really, really, really do not serve you when you are somebody who wants to market through your content and allow that to do a lot of heavy lifting for you, for your programs, as well as for your time so that you're not spending so much time in the DMs trying to convert people. You know exactly who they are, which accounts to go to, where to go to find them, but ultimately you call them in to you. And I just want to preface this to say, so with the psychographics, Again, we are focusing on understanding our ideal client's emotions and values. And I just want to put this into perspective for you right here. Just the power behind this. Okay. So if we were focused on just single moms or working moms or busy corporate professionals or whatever the case may be. And if you're thinking about, well, how am I going to market to those people? How am I going to market to those people? And there we worry about as well too, well, what if this isn't my correct niche? Or I think sometimes too, we try and think, well, who is this program or who is this offer going to serve the most? And we almost try to fit ourselves into this box because, oh, well, that's what I was, I was told to do. Because I told you so, right? Think like you have your parent telling you what to do. Well, why do I have to just talk to those people? I want to talk to women in any age range. And I want to talk to women who might have a job or women, they might have kids. They might not have kids. They might be a stepmom. So why can't I talk to all of them? Because I told you so. Because you can't. So you can only just talk to one of them. You don't have to. Because when we market to the emotion, you are being so, so specific on what their current reality is, on what it is that they are currently experiencing, on what that discomfort 
in their life is that you are so freaking specific that your niche is very, very narrowed down. But the beautiful thing is it also allows you to cast that web very, very freaking wide. And what I mean by this is so, for example, maybe you are, let's see, somebody who helps, I don't know, helps people discover what their purpose is so that they can start to feel excited about their life again. Or, yeah, we'll go with that. And so, or maybe, maybe, yeah, sorry. Maybe there's people who are, have been through a traumatic situation in their lives or they've been through a life-changing event and lost themselves within that process. And now they want to come back to rediscovering who it is that they are because they're not really sure what their identity is. Okay. So the power of this and where I said, like you can niche down and be so, so specific on what their current circumstances, but it casts the net out wide because if somebody, people have been through a life changing event and they're trying to find their identity and where they fit in this world again, well, is a life-changing event losing a loved one? If you lost a parent, is a life-changing event having children and now navigating, oh, well, I'm a mom now. What does this mean for me? Is a life-changing event maybe getting divorced? Is a life-changing event getting married? Right? And so do you see how when we can narrow down on current experiences and by current experiences and emotions? So what are some of the things that they are, what are they feeling? What are the things that they struggle with? What keeps them up at night? What stresses them out the most? What is that question that they have over and over and over that they keep asking themselves? And where you can kind of start really pinpointing this for for themselves and understanding, hey, do I have I hit the nail on the head is if you were to ask these people, what do they want most in their life more than anything else? And they will all answer that question simultaneously, almost exactly the same way. That's when you know you got it. And really, again, you are so specific with what they are experiencing, what their emotions are, what they value, what they want. But if you were to focus on, oh, well, I don't know. She's a single mom, so yeah. But if I speak to this single mom, well, then I can only talk about her experience as a single mom. And I can't talk the, to the women who are moms, but they could be experiencing the same thing. Oh. But then also, there's a woman who just got divorced. Oh, there's a woman who isn't single anymore, she just got married, but her new husband has two children from a previous marriage and learning how to be a part of that co-parenting situation and take care of children when she's never had them in her lives before, right? So you really don't have to focus on demographics at all, at all at all, but rather focus on the psychographics. And this is what can start 
what story rather, what starts making your content so freaking powerful and why you never really question what you have to say because you know them like they are you, like they are your best friend. Like you know them better than anyone else in their lives. And like I said, it's those same when you can write content from this perspective with this amount of clarity on who it is that you serve. Again, not talking about, oh, where do they live? How old are you? Are you married? Do you have kids? What's your education? What's your background? They don't care about that. Those aren't the things that bother them. Those aren't the things that keep them up at night. Those aren't the things that when they lay their head down at night, they can't, they immediately wake up in the middle thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, why, why am I here in my life? Why am I so far behind? Those aren't the thoughts that come up when they jump on social media and they see everybody else. And then immediately in the pit of their stomach, there's this fear like, huh, is this all that there is for me? Really? So really, I would 100% argue that if we try to talk to the demographics of our ideal client is when we actually end up talking to no one. When we put posts up and we hear frickin' crickets. Or the only people we have commenting or liking our photos is our family members. And the real ticket to selling out your offers, not just that, but also understanding what makes you stand out, what makes your methods, your framework different from anybody else's is truly understanding your ideal clients, their emotions, what they value, what they struggle with, what they desire most, and consistently marketing to that over and over and over again. So why does this all matter, you ask? Especially when it comes to offer creation. And one of the biggest problems that I see when it comes to creating an offer is that we get so excited. We have all these ideas that start to come to us or we're feeling this this energy, this calling to create something new that we want to do it right now. And so with that, we start focusing on, okay, what is it that I want to offer? What is it that I want to offer? What do I want the program to be? How long is it going to take? How am I going to deliver this? All these types of things. And really, this is truly a disservice, not only to ourselves and our businesses, but to our ideal clients, because when we are focusing on the offer first, you are focusing on yourself. Our businesses are not about us. The more selfish we are within our offer creation process, meaning thinking of the offer first and the ideal client second, the less sales you are going to get. So we don't reverse engineer here. We don't start with the program or the offer or the service first, but I promise you the easiest way to sell out your offers and get people bought into what it is that you are doing before you ever launch it is focusing on them first, right? 
but lots of the times we're, we're taught to do the second thing. And then we don't understand why we struggle to sell at our programs, why we struggle to talk about them, why we lack the confidence for who they are for. Because you created it with the program, the product, the service in mind first and not the client. So then we start to backtrack and think, oh, okay, well, who should this program serve versus starting with that first? Okay. Because again, like I said, the truth is our, our businesses are not about us. Our content is not about us. And the longer you keep it focused on you, the longer and the harder it will be for you to scale, for you to grow or for you to call in the clients that you truly want to call in. Now, that's not to say that your programs, your products or your services don't support a previous version of you what I would almost say they almost 100% do. 100% they do. Because lots of the times the people that we support in our containers are a few steps, a few stages behind us. But when we focus on the offer first, we are thinking from the evolved version of us. The version of you that is in the here and now, which is not who your program is meant to serve. And that's what makes it really confusing because when we create from that frame of mind, we create the container from this version of yourself. We write the content from this version of yourself. We think about what the things are that are exciting for this version of yourself, which I would say 99.9% of the time is going to go right over your client's heads. Or you get people into your programs that don't understand the value of the service, the product, the offer that you have because you don't know how to speak to it. That's not saying it's not a great offer. It's not saying that you don't have a gold mine on your hands. It's just saying you might not adequately understand who it is that you created the program for. And this is why I want you to think of this, this picture right now. So we've all likely seen the memes or photos of icebergs going on social media, wherever it may be. And if you look at the part of the water, the part or the part above water, sorry, the part of the iceberg that sticks out of the water compared compared to what is hidden underneath the water. Just go with me here, I promise. This, this is all makes sense. The portion sticking out of the water is so much smaller than what is underneath. And when we're focusing the offer around our product, our offer, our service first, we're focusing just on that top half. We're not seeing the bottom pieces of it because your program isn't just an A to B transformation like we're taught, right? Okay, I get it. So I have this program, I have this offer. You create it, you think about, and we think about that. We think about, okay, what are they feeling when they come in? Where do I want them to go? 
but you're likely seeing it from your experience a few stages too soon, okay? So we think about this A to B. A to B, that's that's the above, the iceberg above the water, this A to B transformation. I know what they're where they're at when they come in. I know where they're going to be when they finish. But I want you to take a step back, zoom out, and think about all of the pieces underneath the water that that iceberg represents, the massive iceberg underneath. And the part underneath are all the stages in between that gets your client to that final transformation. Which is why if you don't start with who the offer is meant to serve first, you likely don't understand the stages, the steps that they need to support them to that end transformation. Which is why people don't buy. Because one, they can't see themselves in your program because they don't understand it. Number two, they might not yet understand the value of it. They don't get it. Or number three, because you just focused on a macro version of it, meaning A to B, you can speak confidently to that every single day. But if you cannot speak to the different steps, stages, methods, tools that you provided within that container, you don't build the trust within your process, within your program. And I would almost argue that the marketing of the A to B within our programs is going to be few and far between for what is actually going to sell people into your program. Because if they come to you with a specific concern, struggle, things that they have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, and you just keep talking about, oh yeah, but but by the end of this transformation, I'm going to get you here. Life's going to look great. You're going to have your business. You're going to be in it full time. You're going to be able to sign clients like a madman. You're going to be able to feel happy outside of a relationship. You're not going to depend on anybody else for your happiness. You're going to be financially free. You're going to be independent, whatever, whatever that end transformation is. And they're, if they're like, oh, okay, great. But, but how, but how, I don't know. I just know the end. I know it's great. I know this program. I know these phases and I have these calls and it's going to be great. And I have the workbooks and I have the meditations and it's, it's all going to get you there. It's all going to get you there. Okay. Okay. Great. But how, look, I just told you lady, the container is this long. I give you this many calls. You have this much support from me. I got this meditation. It's going to be great. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. Okay, but how? Versus we are going at this point in my program with this specific call. This is where we address that concern of yours. This is why you have unlimited Voxer access to me because I understand that going through the workbooks and doing the meditations and doing all this stuff, it's great. It's a part of the puzzle. But when you are in the thick of it and you're trying to overcome this limiting belief that you're trying to overcome this fear, it doesn't support you to have to wait till another call. That's why you get the support with me so that we know that you're walking, you're always walking towards that desired outcome. We create a budget for you in 
real time. You have a spreadsheet that you can upload over and over and over again. You have a tracker that you can use to support yourself so that you make sure that you are looking and watching your debt diminish month after month after month after month after month, right? It's truly when you can confidently speak to the how of your programs that you will confidently sell them. Because yes, it's great. Don't, don't, and don't get me wrong. It is great to be so freaking clear on your A to B of your program, your product, your service, the transformation that you are getting your clients. But if you doubt the how you get your clients there, your clients doubt you. And with doubt creates a lack of confidence. And without confidence, there is no sale. There truly isn't. And this also goes to this, you don't have to just be a mentor. You don't have to just be a coach. This goes for any product, program, service. If you have certain phases within, if you're a service provider, okay, great. I'm going to get you to fill out this form. Once you fill out this form, I'm going to understand what needs you actually need met most in your business, what the priorities in your business are. Then we jump on a call. We do a 90-minute debrief. And I help support you and we get this action plan set up. And then I go to work. You give me access to all the, all the documents, all of your website, the images, the blah, 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 whatever the case may be. And then we have weekly check-in meetings so that you can view the work that I'm doing so that it can all be updated in real time. And when we get to the end of the program, the project, the webpage, the whatever it is, there's not this back and forth and this waste of time, this waste of energy because you are intricately involved in every single step of the process of everything that I'm writing, everything that I'm creating. I want this to feel like it is a living, breathing document, words. I want it to be your essence captured in the pins, in the blog, in the whatever, right? That's where the magic happens in allowing your ideal client to see their vision come alive through your eyes or their transformation. And this is honestly, hands down, what sets what it is that we do within the Awakened Entrepreneur apart from any other program that I have seen and any other container that I've been in. And I've been in a lot. And I don't say that to sound cocky or egotistical or anything like that, but I have been in a lot and I saw this gap and I am here to fill it to support you. Because like I said, your A to B transformation doesn't sell your program. It's in the how, it's in your methodologies, it's in what's included, it's in how those tangibles creates the transformation. That is what builds the trust with your ideal client, with you. And this is why in The Awakened Entrepreneur, we spend four weeks, we look at your program from a macro version, meaning, yeah, we look at it from the A to B, great. I want you to be really, really clear on that. Actually, first of all, we'll rewind this. That's my rewinding sound because I'm not editing it. But this is why in The Awakened Entrepreneur, and it really doesn't matter if you've had your business for two years, three years, five years, seven years. 
if you're trying to get more clarity on who it is that you serve, if you have an offer that you've maybe tabled because you're like, ah, it just doesn't sell. I don't know why this doesn't work, even though you get really, really excited about it. If you have a new offer product that you want to add to your platform, if you want to understand, even for network marketers as well too, if you want to, if you're finding that you're having a lot of people running with you that aren't bought into your vision and that are falling off, yeah, that's going to happen. 100% that's going to happen. Which is why when you can be so, so clear on the people that you want to attract, the mindset, the mentality that they want to have and the dream and the vision, they're more likely to stay on versus just looking at them as a number. You just need to get people, need to get people, need to get people, Right? So within the awakened entrepreneur, we take it back. We reverse it all the way to the beginning. And we get really, really clear on who your ideal client is and looking at it from a psychographic standpoint, their emotions, their values, their current experience, what they're running away, what they're running towards, what they want, what they desire, why they think they can't have it, right? And it's from there that it starts uncovering your eyes and revealing to you Okay, cool. You can almost clear as day. See, like the clouds parting, light shining down. Oh, this is my A to B transformation. I got it. I got it. I nailed it. Great. Now we take it a step further. There's your A to B. How many steps? How long? What things do they need to know? What have they already tried? What do they believe? What perspective shifts? do you get to introduce them to? And a big, big thing that I see again, when we start with the program in mind first and not our ideal client, is that we will misplace our methods, our steps, or our framework, again, from an evolved version of ourselves. Meaning that we might put something in the front of our program that's actually meant to be at the back where there's a couple steps that need, I don't want to say need, but should occur beforehand because you might scare the shit out of your client right out of the get-go. If you start with maybe shadow work and inner child healing when she doesn't even know what that is, when she's been burying things so deep down and you're going to literally feel like you're pulling the rug out from underneath her. That's why programs don't get transformations because you don't understand all of the inner workings of your program and ensuring that they are set up there for your client's ultimate success. That's really what we are doing within the awakened entrepreneur again. This is, I haven't seen any other programs out there do that. They focus on the A to B. They focus it, focus on it from a macro standpoint and not a micro. And it's when you can start talking to your program from a micro concept that builds confidence and trust within yourself, within your methods, within why you put pieces in there, and also speaking to the stage that your ideal client is at. And when you can say, hey, I understand you've tried this and that it hasn't worked. I understand that you keep hearing this message. You keep hearing people say this and it just pisses you off beyond no belief because it didn't work for you. And if it 
works for them. It should work for you, but it hasn't. So you're looking for something new. I get it because I've been there and that's why in this part of the program, in this call, this is why I give you this tool, this modality, this tapping video, this meditation. Like, whoa, okay, I'm listening. I'm all ears. I want this. Truly, that is the magic of what it is that we are doing in The Awakened Entrepreneur. And honestly, I would argue that there's really only three things that you need to do in order to grow, to consistently grow your business year after year. It isn't about needing to revamp your offers every single year. It isn't about pivoting. It isn't about bringing in things that are new and exciting and all these types of things. Honestly, it's compounding your energy and your intention behind who it is that you want to serve. So these three things, know who it is that you want to serve. Know what sets you and your programs apart and consistently market to number one and number two. In The Awakened Entrepreneur, we start with your ideal client avatar, knowing who they are from a psychographic perspective. We then step into your legacy statements. Again, we don't do content billers. I am not here to put you in a box within any of my coaching containers. One of my legacy statements are, I don't produce carbon copies. I produce freaking originals. We find what sets you apart, what makes you stand out, what makes you different in that exact methodology that is your magic that attracts your ideal clients to you. And when you can know those two things, those become infused with everything that you do. When you have that in mind and you create a program from that space, that's honestly taking it from a program that you have consistently struggled to sell clients into versus one that sells itself. And this is exactly what we are diving to within The Awakened Entrepreneur. It is a four-month container rooted in helping you scale to your next level of consistency and whatever that may be. Because I truly believe that this program will and does serve people at any monetary place in their business. Again, like I said, the only thing that you need to do to consistently grow your business year after year, know it is who you want to serve. Know what sets you and your programs apart and talk to those over and over and over and over and over again. And if you're lacking that clarity, if you're lacking that confidence in yourself, in your strategy, in your message, in your programs, that's why it's going to continue to feel like a struggle. The Awakened Entrepreneur will be what sets you, your brand, your programs, your mission, your vision apart. And it's what will support you to creating your legacy. We're starting so freaking soon. So, so soon. We're starting January 3rd. The link is in my bio on Instagram to apply for that. Or you can also find it in my show notes here. But if any of this has felt to you like a call, like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what I need. This is the puzzle piece that I've been missing. And I know there's no doubt in my mind, there's probably an equal part of you saying, ah, well, that's easy enough. I feel like I can just figure that out myself. And I, there's no part of me that doubts that you can do it. But I also know that I have been there too, trying to figure it out on my own. And just as soon as I felt I had the clarity, I'd hop on social media and I would question it. 
and when I could have somebody to help support me through all these pieces within my brain and feeling, seeing how they all fit together, how they all came together, that's what changed the game for me. Allow Awakened Entrepreneur to change the game for you. This is your ticket to going all in in your business, to signing clients consistently through your content and increasing your revenue month after month after month. This is your like two week warning. So once the doors close, they are gonna be closed until probably the summer, if not the fall. So do not wait. The bonus of $1,000 off is still on the table. January 1st, price goes up $1,000, so do not wait. I have extended payment plans in place. It, this truly, truly, truly is so, so affordable that it doesn't make sense not to do it. And just to put it into context, this program is half the price of what I paid for group coaching containers. So when I say it's affordable, it is so affordable. I cannot wait to support you to your next level of expansion in your business, to your ever unfolding growth, and to your continued success. I'll see you in The Awakened Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Woke and Worthy podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you in gaining more clarity and confidence to start taking massive inspired action in your life and business. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would take a second to rate and review it. Each review helps us to help more entrepreneurs just like you create a life and business that they are obsessed with. And don't forget to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at I am Jess Quasney. We'll see you back here next week.